0: beginning yes tools are fantastic meditation is the quickest way and also just getting into a state of gratitude and appreciation so as soon as you're on a high level frequency like appreciation and gratitude and feeling a state of joy that's the closest to our frequency so the more you can get into that what happens is as we have a high frequency we're in a different plane of existence and what happens is we have to lower our frequency and vibration and the medium healer has to raise their vibration in order to make a connection so the more you practice the more that link gets solid and stays longer welcome to galactic guidance the show that channels
1: the wisdom of beings from higher realms Join us as we tap into the cosmic consciousness and receive messages of clear guidance to help us navigate our spiritual evolution on planet Earth. So sit back, relax, and let's connect into the higher frequency. Hello everybody, this is Eleni and welcome to another wonderful episode of Galactic Guidance, and today I'm really happy to have a brand new channel that channels a high-dimensional being called Anya,
0: and that person is Lisa Brandis. Welcome, Lisa. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited to be able to sharing uh, share Anya's messages with you, and you know, with um, the community that are interested in yeah receiving high-level guidance. It's very exciting. <laughs>
1: is really exciting I love talking to high dimensional beings it just it just gets me so excited but let <laughs> let's find out what your story is so tell us like how did this come about that you are channeling a high dimensional being
0: well um it started I've been practicing and teaching intuitive Reiki for I think it's nearly nearly two decades now so it's It's um, officially 19 years since I first learned Reiki. And then six years in, I became a Reiki master and taught my first group workshop. And so I had a real interest in anything spiritual. So in the beginning, I had a lot of fear and um, I'd seen spirit when I was younger, but I wasn't prepared or didn't understand what it meant when I encountered um spirits and so I kind of shut it down and anytime it was like this strange thing and I've met a lot of students that have the same where there's this passion and this interest but it's like no 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 don't talk about it don't talk about it so I I I feel that it was always part of my destiny to um become a psychic medium and and also a channel but I fast forward it's a very long story so fast forward I ended up getting a reading when i was 18 and the lady said to me you'll be doing what i'm doing and at the time she was talking about spiritual being around her and i'm like there's no way <laughs> this earth i'm ever going to be doing that and i thought she was a bit of a crazy lady anyway it was about 2 or 3 years later that i started working at starlight children's foundation and through a series of events a total work burnout um Understanding that there was there was one child in particular that um, that lost her her battle and had leukemia, childhood leukemia, and it just it, it flipped my whole world upside down and left me with these big questions that generally we don't really ask until until we encounter the death experience. So I I was seeking you know spiritual answers to some of the things I was experiencing in my life, and it was like I said while I was quite young, um, and then. Through a series of synchronistic events, I ended up in Sydney. I was at NIDA doing an acting course and my auntie had a Reiki master that was staying with her at the exact same time I was there and I had insomnia, wasn't sleeping, and through her giving me Reiki, I suddenly had this spiritual experience and I just knew from that instant I needed to understand more. So it kind of opened the door to this magic realm That Mm -hmm. blew my mind and from then I came back to Perth and was introduced to a lady that was, um, and this was back when no one really knew what Reiki was. It certainly wasn't, you know, mainstream like it is now. And so the next volunteer I was introduced to was also a Reiki channel and that was really kind of bizarre and I was so excited and she introduced me to my master. So how channeling formed was I started learning spiritual development and every time I would lay my hands on someone and start to run that Reiki energy, I would naturally go into a trance state and I would be in this feeling of absolute joy. And I felt it was such a privilege to be able to connect with someone on such a profound and deep level. And I think what was happening is as I was moving into those states of appreciation and gratitude, I was naturally opening the door to the spirit realm. And so it didn't take long before spirit started coming in. And through working one-on-one with my master, we addressed all the fears and it was only just a misunderstanding. I didn't understand what was happening nor Mm -hmm. how to communicate with spirit nor how to open and close the door so that I was in charge of when they would come because there's nothing worse than spirit coming into your environment when they're uninvited and it's not at a time that suits you. Um, so once I learned that I could control that, you know, and um, then then through an attunement experience when I was um, attuning, it was a group of six students, and what would happen is as I would be attuning the group, the energy would be getting higher and higher, and I, by this stage, had been telepathically communicating with my guide Anya, and I'd wanted her to come through and have a direct experience, which is what I call a direct trance experience where I kind of move aside. And she comes in, and so I was hearing her in my in my mental, um, in my you know, kind of telepathic thoughts. She was saying, "I'm ready to talk to the group now, Lisa." And I'm having an argument with her, like, "What are you going to say? What are you going to say?" And she said, "Just you trust me. It's okay. Just <laughs> if you're okay to surrender, I will have a conversation with the class." And, you know, I had a little bit of a battle with that. (laughs) And in the end, I'm just like, ah, fine, whatever. And I just opened and it was just an energy yes. And then she came through and channeled the most incredible message to the students. And we were all in tears at the end of it. And the feeling that I experienced, it was euphoric. That's the only way I could describe it. Seeing from her perspective gave me insights into the group that I was with, I was able to see and explain concepts to them and it was a very short channel in the beginning. But um, And after, you know, she kind of, when I felt her essence and energy leave my body, um, I was just in this state of war and I'm just like, I want to do that again. And so it became my passion to learn how to channel. So every opportunity I was asking my mediumship teacher to teach it, but she didn't have that skill. So I found, and this was going about back about 10 years, Nobody knew how to teach me how to do it, so I had to learn the slow, long way through Anya teaching me. And it was just through I learned that that was like a gateway for me when I was attuning students. Mm. Um, I naturally felt a synergy with her energy and would blend and be able to channel. So, probably for about two years, I channeled that way, and then bit by bit, I started bringing her through in individual sessions, and um, and then. As you know, Eleni, we started doing group channeling sessions. So, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's evolving from there. I love it.
1: So I just got to have a question about you said that you had already by that time telepathically communicated with Anya. So you say it as if it's nothing, you know, know, you're like, oh, and by that time I was speaking to the neighbour. It's like, how did that happen?
0: Uh, it, it happened, happened through doing psychic development classes so I'd had spiritual experiences that would happen in between that wake and dream state so I saw a spirit standing in my bedroom and then terrified me so I remember screaming and just knowing that there was it was it wasn't a dream but it was dreamlike and what I now know is that's because my consciousness was in that wake you know, waking, sleeping stage. And the two worlds kind of merge in that space. So as I became more physically focused by screaming and turning on the light and having that reaction spirit disappeared, it's not that they disappeared, it's that I lost that connection with that, Mm -hmm. you know, the the veil thinned and, and, uh, sorry, there was no thinning of the veil anymore and and therefore they were gone in my reality. That's because you were like,
1: your level of awareness went to a different level and therefore you couldn't connect. I was in their dimension
0: yeah so right. as I was coming out of that weekend you know that that sleep state I was I was basically in their realm and what I learned is that when there's a desire even if you're afraid of spirit when there's a desire they I was like putting out this light even though at the time I'm saying don't come don't come don't come because I was quite afraid I was actually my light was attractive to the spirit world it was like literally like um so so as you know with hypnotherapy it's not it, it's the energy that we that we put out so my focus was on, on the spirit realm a lot. Um so I did one-on-one psychic development with a psychic medium you know so that was for 2 years where we basically released all the fear and and had spiritual encounters that I remember the very first time I had a conversation with a spirit and it was one of the children that had passed away at Starlight and it, it was this quite, have you got time to hear the story? Do you want to hear the? Sure, sure. <laughs> he, he basically came into the elevator as I was leaving for the day. And that was really odd because the, the Ward 17 kids, they were teenagers. They weren't supposed to leave. <laughs> you know, they weren't just allowed to leave the ward and wander. And so I remember thinking, oh, that's odd that he's coming into the elevator and he gets in and he just looks me in the eyes and he says, I just want to say thank you. And I said oh what for buddy and he's like just thank you for everything that you do and I said oh that's okay mate and he came down to the floor and then I said oh, are you going somewhere and he goes no, no no I just wanted to come for a ride with you and, and then he gets in the elevator and heads back upstairs for 17 and I remember walking out that day going oh that was really sweet but and odd you, know, you just think it's odd for a teenage boy to can't and he would have been yeah probably 16 at that age I went to the work the next day and he. Had tragically passed away overnight. So he had cystic fibrosis. So it 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 you know, whilst he always had chronic problems, he seemed okay. And we get so used to seeing them with the coughing and the the lung issues that you kind of forget they're sick after a while because you just treat the child. So that and and it so happened that the very next day I had a scheduled my, you know, my two-hour session with my master and I used to see her every month for spiritual mentorship and, and when I went to see her, she said, would you like to connect? I told her what had happened. I was quite devastated and shocked and she said, would you like to connect with him? Would you like me to connect with him? And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm just assuming she'd be the one communicating with him because that I would, that was safe for me, for her to bring him through and I would I would just be hearing her relay the message to me, which is traditional psychic mediumship. That's not what happened. <laughs> So as she called his essence through, we had a we had what we call in the spirit realm a double link. So straight away I could see him and I could feel him and I could hear him. And it was the most profound message because not only did I understand that he was fine, his consciousness told me, I'm okay, I'm fine. I just want you to tell everyone that I love them and that I'm okay. And he just looked, because I could see him clairvoyantly, he just looked exactly like he did, but there was just this. Just state of joy. He just was in, there was no fear. There was no sadness. I didn't pick up any of what you would expect when someone had, had transitioned. And I see this in mediumship that a lot of, there's a lot of stories going around where people almost can put their human emotions on the spirit realm. But what I experienced was just total unconditional love and acceptance. Like it didn't feel like it was a mistake. He shouldn't have died. There was no, I had all those emotions um, and, and at the end of the day, did I have the confidence to pass on his messages? No, I couldn't walk back into work and go. I just saw him and he's fine because it was a very profound experience for me. But what it did do is I didn't have any of the grief. And what I noticed, because I knew he was okay, so instead when the whole all the ward was sobbing the next day I went in and I was just hugging people and I was just talking to all the teenagers and I was just able to hold this space kind of presence of love mm. that didn't get get pulled into the the drama and i say that the grief I hate that, not drama mm. the grief the pain i was able to feel like i could just hold a loving vibration and and that was that was something new and i'm just like again i, I have these things happen just organically and go oh my gosh that's incredible i want more of that mm-hmm. um yeah. So then I found an international psychic medium and sat in a mediumship group with her and we sat in a circle every week. We'd spend like two to three hours just channeling, practicing, calling in each other's beloved loved ones. (laughs) And then we'd run out of, you know, we pretty much knew everyone's, we'd met everyone's relatives that had passed over and, and kind of brought in visitors. So we had new people to work with. And then after a while, I just realized it wasn't my passion. My passion was connecting with the spirit world that helps bring them through so we we all kind of have i think we have a, a spiritual signature as to how we're meant to work with spirit and which area some people just love that mediumship work and they love and have such a gift for helping people through the grief for me it's absolutely about life and living and about healing and about helping people to find their peace their way back to peace and happiness um here now so uh that then developed this desire to get to know my guide, Anya. So I, I would I would connect with her in that same way through mediumship, which is through clairvoyance. Um, and to me, just she would communicate into my mind like we get, you know, we get thoughts just pop into our head. Well, spirit can do the same thing. So when we're open to it, spirit just gives you thoughts and you have a conversation. And how, how
1: do you differentiate, Lisa,
0: between Anya speaking yeah. and your thoughts? Well, she's much more loving and benevolent. My thoughts are chronic and crazy. <laughs> so, I'm I'm a stress head, I worry, I you know, I have anxiety. I I definitely can tell the difference <laughs> because I'm extremely human and she's not. So, when she comes, she just I just feel this, I guess she's her energy's calm versus my my energy feels a bit erratic. <laughs> Mm. so that's how mm. I know and sometimes there's a blend sometimes it's me there for a bit before she
1: yeah I love that can I just ask uh, a question before we get into this which is um did you ever tell the mother of or the parents of that child that you saw him
0: no wow. No, because I was still in the spiritual closet and being at, this was a time when spirituality wasn't mainstream like it is right now. My boss would have absolutely kicked my butt. Like I wasn't allowed to do Reiki with the hospital patients. I would I get, sneakily I get, do it. I, yeah. So professionally I I couldn't and I didn't have the confidence and trust in what I'd experienced that I just yeah, didn't feel I get right. that. Yeah. I get that. But, but
1: guess, what about now? Have you thought yeah, about it?
0: I've written the story in my book that's soon to be released. So obviously it's a pseudo name and I was very careful not to say his name in this conversation just to respect their privacy. But I would imagine I'm still in touch with one of the char- you know, like one of the girls that I knew back then and, and got quite close to. <clears throat> she knows her family. So I would imagine that if it's meant to get into their hands now, it will. Oh, yeah, because I'm just thinking from the perspective of the
1: parent, um being the parent like that would give the greatest comfort to
0: hear that story yeah absolutely and I know that now but this is this was 15 years ago so yeah it's yeah
1: like even now to you know to 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 find them to send them the book say that child's name is your child
0: Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I don't even, I can't recall knowing the parents that well of this particular child. I knew the child well, but other families I got to know really close and spent a lot of time with the parents. But from memory, I can't recall meeting his parents. Like I can visualise other parents of children that I got quite close to, but this one I can't. So I I kind of feel if it was meant to have happened. Of course, that's just me wanting the parents to know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, there's so many psychic mediums out there that when people, I prefer rather than asserting what I know and what I experience on others. I really respect people's privacy, and I kind of would rather people come to me than yeah, me, you know, of kind course. of go. I've got a message here. Yeah, absolutely, can I share? absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, um, when you know, <laughs> through the years, I imagine that there would be people in your own so- circles that you would know. That may have passed yeah. um do you have the
0: do you want to connect to them oh i do all the time yeah one of my reiki masters passed away faye and she comes in all the time when she first i find that i i as time goes by it it feels like i get so caught up in life and living that i forget to tune in and call her in like so when she first passed away she was there every day she was in every reiki training because she was one of my Reiki masters. So she did all my Reiki training right through to master. And she had 20 years as as a Reiki master experience. So we had a lot of sharing um, and we had some pretty profound experiences. I remember in one of the workshops I was demonstrating how to connect to Reiki and how to use the Reiki symbols. And I said, oh, Faye's here. I'll bring her through. And I literally said, you'll you'll feel her connect with me. And the student was just like, oh, oh my God, because Faye joined her energy with mine. And the student was just like, oh, my God, because she literally felt the heat just turn right up. So I think Faye had fun playing. (laughs) So does (laughs) does Faye come in on her own or did you have to call her in? Um, I send a thought out to her and she'll join that frequency. So I don't feel that. To me it's like... um, it's always governed and directed by my intention and then the spirit will will, like it's it's not like they kind of knock on the door and say can you talk to me lisa can you talk to me it's the other way around it's like i'll call out to faye like right now i can just call her essence in just by thinking of her and then i'll feel that connection and that love and quite often when we need to when, when we want to blend with somebody Even when we're doing mediumship, even if there's a desperate need for someone to talk to someone from the other side that they're connected with, we can't, you know, always find them. Sometimes someone else will come through and it might not be who they wanted. Um, But it's always driven from the spirit side as to what is in the highest good of the human because Mm -hmm. the spirits don't have needs like we do. They're in unconditional love as, as far as I'm aware. Do you um, ever
1: have like mischievous spirits like coming in unannounced, uninvited?
0: No, no. I what? um, I I found I attracted fear-based thought forms in the very beginning because I had fear. So I have a different belief set now that that I had to work through in order to know that there's only high-level guidance. and I guess
1: that's what not- I'm saying when I'm saying, I say, I think I use the wrong terminology. I don't mean like dark energy or anything like that. What I mean is like just people coming in from the other side that want to send a message but you didn't particularly <laughs> invite them.
0: Um, No, that's not been my experience, probably because I don't do a lot of mediumship work. So okay. I know it is others, Um and I know when we sometimes go in and tune in and open the door to the spirit realm, there'll be hundreds of spirits there, especially yeah. when we're doing live mediumship demonstrations and things yeah. like that. But, yeah, because I'm really tuning into a different frequency. I yeah. connect in with Anya and her team and not necessarily that spirit realm. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it because yeah, we do yeah. Let's get oh, into I'm it. sorry, to
1: clean Let's, my throat. I can't wait to ask Anya some questions. Okay. <laughs> All
0: right. <clears throat> so I have no idea what you're going to ask Anya as well, so just that sure. so people know that. <laughs> All right. I'll <okay>, go get on. <sighs> Ah, we've enjoyed walking through Memory Lane. We have been a part of Lisa's experience for a long time now and we are so, so excited to be able to blend with her energy. And thank you, thank you, Eleni, for making this partnership and this arrangement so that we can have an opportunity and a platform with which to share. Lisa needed a little encouragement, a little support to be able to create the time and the space for this encounter. So we want to start by saying thank you to you. And also we're very excited by what we'll be able to bring through in this exchange and our, our desire is to bring guidance to help people live, you know, in alignment with what is in their highest school. It is my greatest honour
1: that you are here, Anya, and um, really, really, really honoured that you're here to have this conversation with us so the first question that I would like to ask is is just so that we all have context in terms of who you are. So, what dimension do you live in? Where are you? Are you a physical being? What planet are you on? If you are, can you tell us a little
0: bit about you? Mm. <laughs> This is something Lisa has been asking us for a long time and we've been very mindful of not giving her those details. So we'll answer as much as we feel is relevant because what we've found with humans is that they can therefore go and start looking into context that doesn't really represent the frequency that we offer. So we are non-human beings. We are a galactic race that is here. We represent a group consciousness that has come through in singular form. We we say this in a way, we're giving Lisa an energy imprint so that she can help us to describe it in a way that you will understand. But think of it like a group of energetic beings that is being condensed down into one frequency, which is we say us, or I can say we say us so that you don't, so that you can differentiate between the me that is Lisa and the us for we are a collective of consciousness that is here to bring through teaching, insights and information. And we really love that Lisa is a conscious channel creating with us through you, Eleni, and also reaching out to those that are watching and hearing this message so that in real time we work with healing energy, healing frequency, um Lisa has seen us as blue benevolent beings, so she's aware that we also have a healing team that is a part of this and a teaching team. So at any one time, Lisa will usually be tuning into one frequency or a part of our energy as we hold quite high vibration and so it can be very overwhelming at times. we have to bring through different radiant frequencies based on what is uh, what is called forth from us from you yes that's probably so about as much as we want to share we don't want to give okay. labels and names. Right. yeah <laughs> okay so I won't <laughs> pursue that line of questioning
1: <laughs> that you don't want to disclose it we,
0: we did have we Lisa channeled us once and we gave her strict instructions not to google the term that we gave her and exactly Guess what she did straight after (laughs) us saying, and the reason being, and we'll say this now, is that because every channel that channels consciousness will interpret and will bring through the essence and the energy of that being through the filter of their human consciousness. So therefore it will be different and it will be deciphered and filtered differently not only through the channel lisa but also through you eleni and your experiences and your essence so we create a brand new form we create a different form as we are channeling through you and lisa then when she's channeling through um, other forums, whether she's doing it one-on-one through her healing sessions or whether she's doing it through her Reiki class because, again, we're working with healers there. It's a different type of frequency and energy that we bring through in that form. So we, Lisa got off the, uh, the connection or the channel that we had at the time and the first thing she did was Google <laughs> that term and sent herself on you know, a path that led her her astray for a while. So that's why we don't want to share it with you. Fair enough. That's absolutely fair enough. (laughs) So for the rest of
1: us, many of us, I I know that there are many people around the world that can channel and uh, they have got that, um, the gift of being clearly able to hear from their channel. But with the rest of us that are struggling with making um connection that is obvious so i know that we all channel without realizing that we do but how can we make it more um obvious to us that we are channeling i've been wanting to as an example or use myself as an example i've been wanting to channel now for years and have been wanting to see something have been wanting to hear something and i'm really still not feeling like i have been able to achieve this what can The rest of us do to connect with with our mentor in spirit
0: we found that the fastest it's a surrender and a control issue you see so it takes a lot of trust which is only developed over time so when we first connected with lisa she had a, a lot of conversations with us internally just like you do when you think a thought and think something over and ponder a question instead of thinking and answering herself she would ask us our advice and our guidance so she would be asking us questions and then essentially having a conversation with us and and not just always with us she worked with another guide before we came through um her initial first guide was Angie and so she set up a time that when she was walking up to the hospital she had about a 10 minute walk up to the hospital and she decided that when I walk up this street I'm going to tune in and have a conversation with with her guide so as she was doing that she started to create a pattern that would easily create a connection to her guide so she also had time throughout the day to kind of prepare questions and think over what she wanted to ask and it was normally very what we would suggest you know the the ordinary day-to-day problems like it, it wasn't and i think sometimes that's easier like you know looking at uh, at different you know which way should i go to work you know which pathway should i take it's just having those little opportunities of aligning to um to the guidance and and understanding that there's this internal connection that is through the feeling center that you engage with that insight that understanding so um knowing that you can is the beginning is that uh, you know most humans aren't taught that they have a connection to a benevolence you know that it is it's an innate part of our brain's wiring to be able to do this so every single human being can channel and they can be taught how to but what we found is all that is needed is the desire so the simple fact that you have the desire at Lenny means you can because you want to so therefore it's like anything in life when you have an interest in a topic we suggest that you learn from those that have gone and walked the path before you because they'll be able to share with you a variety of different techniques that worked for them so it's no one size fits all Lisa, for instance, works a lot with um, angel cards because they get her out of that logical mindset, out of the analyzer um, and tip her into the creative mindset. So she's very visual, so she'll respond really well to images on tarot, not tarot cards, on angel cards. She prefers oro, uh, oracle decks um, and and they allow her to tap into that creative centre. So it's a, it's almost like... As the human steps forth to us and using that right brain, the creative centre, getting curious, starting to build a playful type exchange, we can come in on that. I think what happens is the blocks come from expectation. When we expect too much, it's almost like the mind becomes too active and the mind needs to surrender in order to let this exchange happen. So that is the part the hardest part. And as you said, we, we were ready to channel for years before Lisa finally said yes. So we were we were here, we were with her, we knew this was going to be an arrangement. This was decided before she even stepped into this life experience. So we were we, we don't have a we don't have time like you have time. So, therefore, we, we, we hold frequency where we're ready, always there for Lisa, and then she decides when she tunes into us. And then we we bring energy through based on the desire and the need from the human counterpart. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, and mm. that's just reminded me of my own experience
1: with Archangel Metatron. I have an incredible affinity with, with Archangel Metatron, and which really, really surprised me. And um, when I ordered, that was the very first deck that I ever ordered. And Mm -hmm. when it came through and I was opening the box, I started crying uncontrollably, not understanding why I'm crying. And I just felt the energy of Metatron. And even now when I say the name, I start to feel the energy come up. And then when I ask a question, which I do um, daily, um, and I pull a card, I know that I'm connecting in because I can actually feel a huge energy. And interestingly, Mm -hmm. when I go away and I don't take my card
0: deck with me, I miss him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: And he's actually
0: with you. He's not actually contained within the cards, but the cards act as a doorway. So, the best way we can describe oracle cards like this and and there's no mistake that you found that that deck, you know, and that you are working with his essence and his energy. And we've worked, and Lisa has worked with Metatron before. He comes in and comes out, so we have a an arrangement with him, but not a he's not he's not part of the main guidance that we work with through Lisa. Um, with the Oracle deck, that he channeled his frequency and his message through the author of that Oracle deck. So she did the work. We work in multiple ways with multiple humans in order to create doors that open to the spirit realm. So if you think of it like a signature that as soon as that information was channeled through her, she expressed it into form, into writing, language, and then she brought an artist in that would depict the frequency. As soon as you read that card, even touching that card, the door to him opens So Mm. it takes the work out of it and people feel like, but it's too easy. It can't be right. It's too easy. The amount of people that have dismissed their spiritual connection, and Lisa was huge with this because it was a natural gift. She dismissed it and didn't think she'd worked hard enough to have our connection. So she made it more difficult. (laughs) Yeah you know so it it's 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 a gift and there's multiple ways that you can have that and then what we what we ask is that read the card read the message because the card was chosen by you for you and then play with the message so it it's a, it's a stepping stone the card is a stepping stone to more and then that's when his frequency will come in and deliver a specific message to you rather than a general message that you'll pick up a, a part of that resonates, then you can get that part and go, okay, how can I apply this in this situation? And mm-hmm. maybe even choose another card. So sometimes yes. you'll feel like you'll just get that pull to go, I okay, I need more information. Does this make I sense? Yes.
1: <clears throat> so what you've said so far is in terms of connecting with our guides, there's a couple of doorways. One is just to be consistent, and you gave the example of Lisa, you know, with her 10-minute walk, to have a consistent time maybe every day where at that point you want to connect in. Another way is with angel cards or oracle cards or tarot cards. What would be – and and also to surrender and to trust that Mm. we all have guidance and we all have the ability to channel – Is there any other specific guidance that you would have to make contact with our guides so that we do know that they are there with us, they're here with us and that we are not alone? What else can we do to connect in with them?
0: There's so many different ways. You can use a pendulum. Okay, so quite often a a human wants to see a physical representation of energy. Okay, so we are non-physical. We're not in the physical realm. But we can work with energy and start to. So, so, so hang on a minute. <clears throat> we weren't intending to do this, but as an example, we can say, Show us a yes. Okay, so right now the pendulum is giving us a yes. We're able to influence the pendulum to give us a yes. We can say, Okay, show us a no. So, we're just asking the pendulum to give us a representation of a physical no. Okay, and what we're wanting to do is show a I don't know or a neutral answer. Okay, so we're going backwards now. So you can see the pendulum going backwards. Okay, now we're going to ask a question. We're already, because Lisa's already forming the question, is my name a Lenny? She's getting a no. Okay, so she was forming the question with us before we even said it is my name Lisa Brandis? okay we're getting a yes okay so what really? we want to do is we want to program the pendulum every time you use it get a yes and a no answer because it doesn't matter the pendulum will work with the frequency and this can be helpful because you can is does meditation work in order to help establish a clear connection with your guide the answer is yes okay can the mind create a connection with your guide if it doesn't believe that guides are real okay the answer is no so if your conscious mind does not believe that this is real can that be changed? it's already it's already working with our energies we're coming into can the mind be changed through experience yes okay so that's one of the mental blocks that you find is if you disbelieve it or If there is fear present and you don't like to give up control, then can this influence your decision and stop the flow of energy coming through? Yes. Okay. So we're giving a physical representation of our message. Humans like to see the result. So it gives evidence. So for those minds that want to see, but like with all tools, we took Lisa on an experience where we she was wanting to buy a boat with her husband. <laughs> this is going back a long time ago. And she started to rely on the pendulum a little bit too much. So it was like every question she wanted or every decision she was making, she'd consult her pendulum. <laughs> and so we gave her a total bogus answer. So we basically will sometimes use these cards in order to test when we feel the channel is ready so we gave her an absolute yes on the pendulum. But what we wanted to do is also give her a lesson around self-responsibility from the human. So even if the benevolent force feels that getting this boat is great, we literally took her as she drove and viewed the boat. It was the biggest pile of <laughs> it was it was we don't like swearing. It was it, it was not a a boat that would be worth buying it was very clear from the instant lisa saw the boat that it was not the boat for her and she was then she consulted with us with kind of she wasn't very happy with us (laughs) she was having a complaint about why why the the pendulum and we just said we don't want you to rely on using the pendulum anymore and so from that day forth she went well it doesn't work for me now I'm going to put it away she never used it and then it literally got lost in a house and it was only when she's teaching a channeling class right now one of the students asked about it we found it for her and she had it right there on a shelf And then we were able to use it as a demonstration tool in the Learn to Channel class. So, again, tools are really helpful. Angel cards are amazing and helpful. But if they take you away from or disempower you as a human being to make the choice, then we will lose it or we will encourage you to find a different tool or something to replace it. So we don't like um, channels or mediums or, or healers, psychics, spiritual teachers we, we don't like them to become too reliant on any one tool because again it sets up that disconnect so they start even we've we've as we've been working with clients of Lisa's <laughs> one of her client in particular was very clairvoyant and she came in complaining because her clairvoyance suddenly disappeared and we came through and told her it's so that she could heighten all of her other senses because she becomes mm-hmm. so dominant with the one clairvoyance that she wasn't open to different ways in which The benevolent guides that she was working with could help her so um but in the beginning i mean it, it evolves over time so in the beginning yes tools are fantastic meditation is the quickest way and also just getting into a state of gratitude and appreciation so as soon as you're on a high level frequency like appreciation and gratitude and um you know feeling a state of joy that's the closest to our frequency so the more you can get into that state of just positive energy from the human in the human form yeah. the quicker you can resonate with um with those frequencies the closer you are to us so and energetically what and of course the biggest one we haven't said yet we're leaving the best till last is reiki okay reiki is how it it automatically puts you into an unconditional field so that you can connect with yourself and others on a love frequency and a love vibration. So what happens is as we have a high frequency, we're in a different plane of existence I'll just leave it at that and what happens is we have to lower our frequency and vibration and the medium healer has to raise their vibration in order to make a connection so initially sometimes you get little bits of information and it's like oh I got an insight and then as you try to get it it's like you your your mind gets in the way and starts to decipher the message and you drop your link so the more you practice the more that link gets solid and stays longer and then after a while, you can actually make a good link. And that's when you find we're in this experience now where we're side by side in a conscious channeling experience. And that can, you feel stabilized, like we're stable now with Lisa when we channel, you know, through her consciousness and through her being. Um, mm-hmm. Although when you've exchanged with her, when you're talking to her human part, it doesn't feel that way for her at all. Yes. Because mm-hmm. we're in, we're, we're in, we're in the, in, in the driver's seat right now so we have a different view of her capacity to channel than she does mm-hmm.
1: it, it explains um a couple of things you know when you're talking about the pendulum it explains to me why I definitely got some answers that were not correct um <laughs> because I and I got the message that I was depending on the pendulum I actually got that message but yeah. another interesting thing that happened with my pendulum was that I went away recently with a couple of girlfriends and that it wouldn't work for them at all Mm -hmm. so I'm just wondering whether the pendulum needs to stay with the person because it just would not work for them for me it was going a definite yes a definite no a definite I don't know but it did Mm -hmm. not actually move for them at all um
0: hi I you know it's it's a oh hang on a minute I've dropped my link and I've come back I don't know, I yeah. was looking at you Eleni, and I was just like, she's so beautiful. And then I realized I just dropped my link. <laughs> okay. <Sorry. Yeah. laughs> That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> um <clears throat> hang on, I'll bring it back. <clears throat> yeah, again, it's it's a control thing. It's it's a uh, when when we try too hard to have an experience, the mind is too dominant and it needs to be a surrender, relax experience. So it's almost like if you put the jacket on and it's, you're holding too tightly and you're so invested in the outcome, have you, have you noticed that when you're just playing with it with and no one's watching and you're just having fun that it is suddenly you you feel the frequency that yeah. that particular crystal operates or the pendulum operates? We do find that when um lisa likes the energy of the crystal you can get crystal pendulums because a crystal Mm. will infuse it's also important that it's weighted properly um uh, uh, you know we find that having having a ball gives the fingers something to connect with and lisa will always bring her arm in so you you don't want to feel like you're influencing the the point Mm. is, is that you can spin it with your fingers and this is why It's used in hypnotherapy as a suggestion tool, so I'm sure you've you've used it in that way as well. So the key is to clear your mind of any way, like not not having an opinion on the question you're asking. So if you're learning how to work with pendulums, we suggest that you use a pendulum to answer somebody else's question rather than you trying to answer your own because your own desire gets in the way. And then, as soon as you do that, you know intuitively that you're influencing the answer as soon as you know that, you understand you're out of integrity and therefore you get mixed messages you know like and this is even when the subconscious mind has an opinion or has a desire you know you know there's an influence there, so you need to be able to drop any. You've got to become neutral. You've got to become neutral to what the answer is. And that's very difficult. Very difficult for humans to become neutral. Especially, you know, especially if we were to ask you to use a channel to say, you know, do I have the capacity to channel? Right? That's a weighted question for you. So the fear would be, what if she says no? What if it says no? What if it says no? So of course what will happen is you'll have a direct experience that will either be contrary to what it is that you're really desiring, or confirming your great fears so it's very hard to be neutral we do have another game that that one of lisa's friends showed her which is is a fun way that if you get a piece of paper and you write the question down you write the answer yes or no or you know just yes just a yes or no answer create a cup or put something on the floor screw the answers up ask a question throw the paper and whichever one lands the closest to the cup or the crystal or whatever you're working with is the right answer but we always ask you to tune into you know which one you want it to be so we use it to kind of trick the consciousness because sometimes the the unconscious Want something, but the conscious mind is getting in the way with the programming. So, yeah. so it's a way of kind of tricking the mind. It doesn't work if you know. <laughs> so, for all those of you, you that have watched this, it won't work now. She'll <laughs> be on to us as to what's happening. So, but but you in you you intuitively know what's right for you. You'll feel it, or you'll get the answer you didn't want and feel that sense of disappointment. That's the truth quite often that very first instinct that comes through that first insight the the first is, is the yes but then the con the conscious mind comes in and will give all the resistance right so mm. it's it's um and and as you work with thousands of people you know working with the mind and the consciousness it's it's something that you know is very well worth deciphering and and healing and changing some of those beliefs that don't serve you know humans moving forward that's that's an area we're fascinated with helping people with too
1: thank you is it this has been a fascinating discussion anya is there any final words that you would like to bring in before we bring lisa back completely
0: ah oh, we're just uh grateful and we just want to say thank you so much to you eleni for your love and your passion because we could feel at the instant you were um given the insight to have this exchange and to be able to bring our information and wisdom through and our passion really is to teach people how to channel and how to connect with their um you know their guides so that they can make choices and fully integrate you know, in an empowered way, what is right for them and to be able to choose that for themselves. So it is um, definitely a great synergy here. So final words is just have fun, play and enjoy the experience and we can't wait to see you next time and to, um, yeah, answer any questions that you have. Thank you. Namaste, my pleasure. Ah, oh, this is so much fun. thank you Uh, awesome (laughs) this is amazing how are you feeling oh I'm just on a cloud nine just happy I love it I feel um grateful and (laughs) excited about what's going to come forth I feel like I've been in preparation for this for probably 10 years and holding myself back long enough so um you know, this is this teaching, channeling, and channeling is my greatest passion, and it's what I most love to do. And I feel like it's the evolution mm-hmm. of my teaching journey as well. So I'm just ready. I'm just happy, and I just can't wait awesome. to help in however I can. So um, awesome! We will put your um, like any courses that you
1: have about teaching channeling in the show notes. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it's interesting you said that you were a conscious channel
0: yeah
1: um because you are different to the other uh channel that we're we're currently working with in this series yeah. in yeah. that um he, he's unconscious so he doesn't know what's been said so yeah. with you being present and with your with you having your eyes open, would mm-hmm. you say that there are a percentage of the de- sentences
0: that are yours and a percentage that are anyas or how does it all blend? Yeah, for me, it took me, I had to really learn how to open my eyes. So in the beginning, I channeled with my eyes closed, but I I had to train and, and the way I did it was working one-on-one with a friend. So there was no pressure. There was no financial exchange. We just did it for fun. I channeled through Reiki and then she channeled and I taught her how to channel and it was all about we did that for I think about 12, maybe 14 months every week and we would sometimes totally forget what time it was and we'd be getting home at like 11 at night going, oh, my God, are we are going to wake the next day. But it was it, it was through um, a desire that I didn't want to have my eyes closed because I wanted to be able to connect Anya through to the audience. So... Um, and, and what would happen is in the beginning when I'd open my eyes, I'd come back straight in because I'd see whoever I was talking to. So I had to be able to learn how to hold that frequency where you could still be present and I could be seeing the physical world. So it's easier to channel initially with your eyes closed because you then just are dealing with their world, whereas as soon as you open your eyes, mm. then you're dealing with the, this physical dimension. So I had to be able to hold dual consciousness at the same time in order to be able to do that. But my desire to to channel is also come from watching and you know other incredible channels like Esther Hicks, of course. I'm, um, you know, I've studied and watched her for years. So I'm like, well, she's she's really paved the way for other channels to recognize, well, if she can, I can. I just have to figure out how. So that was my desire. And also Part of my discussion with Anya has been I really wanted to filter messages through so that they could be easily deciphered and implemented. So I wanted to be able to talk in a conversational way through channeling so that it was relatable. And Mm -hmm. one thing that Anya told me because I'd had some resistance. How did you learn to do that? How did you learn to do a conversational channeling? Practice, Uh practice, practice. So I would come in all the time and drop my link and then I'd come back again and so pr- probably the biggest shift for me happened when Faye passed away and she asked me to channel a message. Um and I'd never done a new a eulogy before and oh my god, that she was there helping me write her eulogy after she passed. And the first story I was gonna tell was she like told me I don't like that story. <laughs> it was a really it was really it was a really average story. And then in the end, um I stood up in and and I and I remember talking to a friend, another healer of mine, and I and I was so concerned about that the way the channel was being received. And she said, "And what if I'm not doing like, what if I don't speak of Faye in the way that, like her sister, who's known her whole life? Like I knew Faye for probably five years. I'm like, who am I to have to share a message from and on her behalf to her family and her loved ones yeah. and her husband and her son?" And all of her closest friends and family, but yet she was like, she loved channeling, and she actually made me swear on her deathbed that I would keep channeling, because she said to me, on the final day before she passed, she had a stroke, and she was nonverbal, so we could see her, but she couldn't talk. And we basically sat. there was three Reiki masters, all from different lineages. We were there with her on that last day, and we were all talking, chatting at her. <laughs> One of the girls said, Nothing much has changed, really, has it? Because Faye was the most beautiful listener, and we're talkers because I'm a speaker. So we're always yabbering in it here. And and in a quiet moment, I heard her come through telepathically and she said, Promise me you will continue channeling. And I just went, Did you just make me promise that I would keep channeling, Faye? Because I was always doubting and sabotaging. And so and then she squeezed my hand three times, like she pumped my hand so hard three times. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I said, okay, Faye, we'll keep going. And so it was, and, and, then, and then also understanding that, that when I pass a message through, I had to say to her family, and this is what my other friend told me, is that this is how I receive Faye. This is how she's coming through for me. This is what is accurate for me and I deliver this with great love for you and please understand that if it doesn't resonate with you, that's okay, but I'm not suggesting that it will. So I had to almost surrender the responsibility as to how this message is received because I can't control that. All I as a human, Lisa, can control is is my intention to serve with love is my intention to heal is it coming from a true place of authenticity to want to just help others and make a difference if that answers yes and sometimes it wasn't sometimes I was on my own ego agenda and I had that's where resistance came in I had to I had to deal with that and and also reconcile you know was I doing this for money or was I doing it for you know oh. for the wrong intent and then that would put put blocks up for me so it's just been this constant you know kind of engaging with intention and 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 then also surrendering to the responsibility and that's the hardest thing to understand that i'm in partnership with anya she's and for me for a while eleni and as you know you know because we've worked personally together that i i always needed a guide and for a while there i've had other beautiful women that i've really loved and connected with that have helped build my confidence I've never really done it on my own until I was ready and it it was a huge one to actually just work directly with Anya as my spirit of my business and and as my partnership I was always looking for a human partner and Mm. then I realized there wasn't one that would satisfy my needs but I had to say
1: to you at the time when we were working together I said I don't know why you don't use Anya that's what I'd be
0: doing (laughs) because I was just yeah it 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 was the it, the hardest part for me was getting me out of the way in mm. order to recognize that i can and i do find it easy when i'm trying to deal with my own problems my own problems are too active so i find it so much easier to channel for others i don't i don't mm. know it's just it's easier because it, i don't care about the outcome <laughs> you know in yeah, attached to the outcome yeah i'm not really. attached i'm just i'm i can bring through and then my intention can be pure, but, yeah, when yeah. I'm trying to find solutions to my own problems, my intentions get all up in them, my grill.
1: <laughs> it's a drama like you said earlier.
0: Yeah, very yeah,
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Lisa. This was amazing and um, the start of many more discussions about many different topics uh, mm. the funny thing was that I, I had a different question planned for today but that's where the you? discussion went and so we just trust that that was perfect and so thank you for having the courage to be a channel to a higher dimensional being and um, yeah it was absolutely
0: wonderful thank, thank you so much you. thank you and we we'll look forward to yeah going on the journey and seeing where it goes very exactly. cool mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you
1: thanks for tuning in to galactic guidance we hope you loved it and if you did please subscribe to the podcast and we would so love it if you also shared it with your friends until next time remember to stay connected to your own inner guidance and trust the journey ahead